Well, if you're a little bit like me, you may sometimes, frankly, be confused as to just what that third reading was trying to say to us. For example, it seems a little puzzling to me, and it might be for you as well, and frankly seems pretty harsh when the servant's master, for the servant's master to expect his slave to work hard all day and then come in from his fields or his flocks and return only to cook and clean for the master. All this before that slave has any time for himself. Meanwhile, the master has probably been sitting around all day, just amusing himself with those simple pastimes that he finds enjoyable or even amusing. Only when the master is fully satisfied does the servant have time to even sit down to rest and feed himself. And then Jesus says, this is what the servant should expect. He is, after all, just a slave. The master owes him nothing, not even thanks or appreciation. The servant is to simply understand that all of which is required of him is just his duty to perform. Seems harsh, especially to those of us who are uncomfortable with the whole idea of servitude through slavery. It is not right that one person should be forced to work so hard for the benefit of another, especially when that other has accomplished nothing in their entire day. They're clearly is an injustice here. So how should we relate all of this to our religious experience? Just what point is Jesus trying to make? Well, perhaps, and just perhaps, the focus of the reading should be fully on the servant and not the master. The point may be that nothing the servant can possibly do can obligate the master to him or her in any way. There is not one thing the servant can do to earn the master's praise or require him to repay the servant for his faithful service. It's not that the master is cruel or unkind, it's just that being the master He does not owe anything to the slave. Well, the servant owes everything, even his very life, to the master. What Jesus has done is to draw an analogy between God as the master and all of us as the servant. Jesus is trying to discourage the idea that we can somehow earn God's approval. We might think if our faith is great, God will do as we ask of him, anything at all. But if our faith is weak, he will ignore our pleas, no matter how desperate. We may have heard something similar when someone falls upon hard times. If you pray, we tell them, and have enough faith 
then things will get better for you. Or even worse yet, we might hear, well, if God hasn't answered your prayer, your faith must really be weak. The simple truth is, God will not be manipulated by the degree of our faith. We cannot assume that if we convince God our faith is great enough, then God will provide for us whatever we might ask. In the reading, Jesus is simply trying to make it clear that we are expected to have faith because that is a basic part of being a Christian, just like serving is a part of being a servant. Our faith in no way requires God to do anything. God does not reach out to us because our faith is great. God cares for us simply because God is God. God loves us simply because God chooses to love us. His power is active in our lives and he is always present to us. God sustains our lives and in reality gives more to us than we could possibly ever ask or deserve. God does all of this not because we have some degree of faith or another. God does these things simply because it is God's very nature to love and to care for us and to sustain our lives. Our faith has no need to impress anyone. Our faith simply needs to respond to all that God has given to us. Never be concerned if you have faith enough. Just stop and get in touch with God's love for you. Never forget that Christ's life, death, and resurrection has already made eternal life available to you. Become aware of all the gifts that God has given to you and know how completely that you are loved. Respond to that love with thankfulness and love in return. And if you would show your appreciation for that love in some way, then pay it forward. Care for those who are ill, in poverty, hungry, or just alone. That is the basis of our faith. And even if it is just as small as the tiniest mustard seed, it can transform you and our world. Always remember, God working through you can do more than you could ever ask or imagine.